We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. LL Nation, what's good? It's for the Culture Friday right here. Lucky Lefty Podcast. I'm your boy Sean Davis at SB2 Mics. That dude, the original Lucky Lefty himself. We are brought to you and featuring Anora Whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com. It is that premium American whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, then by all means, make sure that you do that. Responsibly. You got to do it responsibly, man. We're going to get to it today. Virginia Tech wide receiver Caleb Smith visits Notre Dame this weekend. We'll talk about that. Aeneas Williams, 24, the number one running back in the nation, makes his college decision tonight. Notre Dame has been crystal ball for this young man for a while. We'll look at his junior film. Left, you saw his sophomore film. You didn't check out his junior film yet. I'll give you an opportunity to check out that and talk about this young man. And then we're going to end the show talking about NIL changes and why you guys are mad at us for telling you the truth about Notre Dame. I'm confused, Lef. I'm confused. Yeah, you can't successfully have a show with any fan base constantly beating down the team. Like, I don't know if you know how programming works, but, you know, you want a program that constantly beats down Everything that's wrong, you got the wrong show. We're going to tell you the truth, and you deal with it. Don't be mad at us. Be mad at them. Yeah. Because they're telling you what they're going to do. And then we're going to tell you why the wild, wild west that is the NIL right now is over. Oh, it's over. It's over. We're going to give you the reasons why right here today we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Left, it's that time. It's time for the first annual. First annual. Drum roll. The first annual lefties. Yeah. That's right. The first annual lefties, the lefty awards for the 2022 season. Notre Dame football. Hey, for the Culture Friday, it's the lefties right here. That's right. We're going to start with Offensive Player of the Year. The candidates are Michael Mayer. Of course. Candidates are Aldrich Estime. Okay. Logan Diggs. And Drew Pine. Hmm. And coming in last, not coming in last, but last but not least, Joe Alt. Okay. At left tackle. That is a good one in there. Yeah. Defensive player of the year. We have Isaiah Foster, Jason Adam Yola. Mm-hmm. We got your boy, Benji. Benjamin Morrison. This And last but not least, Xavier Watts. Okay. Those are your nominees for Defensive Player of the Year. Coach of the Year. Your nominees are Harry Heastan, Brian Mason, mm. Mike Mickens, mm. Chancey Stuckey. And Dealer McCullough's got five, five choices. Five choices. Five choices. All right. Loss of the year. See, we do it different. Loss of the year. Okay. Loss of the year. Every loss is a candidate. Win of the year. You got Clemson, Carolina, Cal. And Syracuse. Those are your nominees. Clemson, Cal, North Carolina, and Syracuse. Play of the year. You ready? Okay. Braden Lindsay. Touchdown pack. Again, against Navy. Navy. 
Brandon Joseph, pick six against Syracuse. Benjamin Morrison's pick six against Clemson. Michael Mayer's touchdown reception that broke the record Ooh. against Clemson. Those are your four offensive nominees for player of the year. Okay. The offensive just play of the year. The le the lefties are looking pretty competitive. The lefties. The lefties, bro. The lefties. Like the, or the Heisman is watered down these days. We got some serious choices to make. Yes. Yes. Last and not least, the Rock the Mic Award. The Rock the Mic Award. Goes to J.D. Bertrand, post-game, Fiesta Bowl. Mm. Braden Lindsey, all season, talking about the quarterbacks and his release packages. Maris Leofile, talking about how great he was going to be this season. He, he talked a lot of trash. Yeah. <laughs> and last but not least, <sighs> number three. Post game, Stanford. This is our house. We got to stop letting people come in here and dictate to us. Houston Griffith, the Rock, the Mike Award. This gonna pretty. This gonna be pretty fun, though. Pretty fun. Drum rolls. The lefties. <laughs> Who is your offensive player of the year? Mine, without a doubt, is Michael Mayer. It's a runaway. Since he didn't get the Mackey, he gets the lefty. So Michael Mayer actually gets an award this season that is well-deserved. He gets a lefty. Yeah. He's, he not gets a lefty. Away. He's not walking away without that award. <laughs> Mike, Mike, we're going to send you a trophy. Yep. We're going to send it to the athletic department. You might be gone preparing for the draft. But we're going to make sure you get it. He'll be back for Pro Day. Maybe. Shoot. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Defensive player of the year. Who gets the lefty? I'd have this to say Isaiah Fowski because he broke the sack record. Mm -hmm. However, mm -hmm. if I was all about the new Marcus Freeman era, I'd give it to Ben to Robert Morrison. Okay. Okay, Benjamin Morrison gets the lefty, the freshman that came on and was just snagging interceptions left and no, right. No, 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 Fowski gets it for me. Oh, Morris. Fowski gets it to Oh, wait a minute. Pause yeah. for the calls. Yes. You going to go ahead and get it to Fowski. Because he broke the sack record. I think, okay. that, I think that's hard to do. It hasn't been done in 30 years. So I have to give it to Fowski. He came back for it. He got it. That deserves it. All right, we give the award to Isaiah Foskey. He gets the initial defensive player of the year, the lefty. Okay, coach of the year. It's tough. You got Brian Mason, man. Brian okay, Mason. okay. Got to be Brian Mason, um, or uh, just because the impact 
of what Brian Mason had on that unit had the top team, USC, really shook it to where they didn't want us to be on the field at all. And, you know, we've always wanted our sports teams to be better. And yeah. we've had streaks that resulted in points that a lot of teams can't speak for that. So I think one step at a time, we're getting better and better. You know what? I agree with that. Harry Heastan will be right there with him for me. Yeah, but he can get it every year. It's like LeBron. He can win every that, year. That offensive yeah. line turned this season around. They did. They what turned this season around. around. And then the special teams got on the roll. So, yeah, I can uh, – I guess I can rock with that. I can rock with that. So, we go ahead and get the coach of the year – it first lefty for coach of the year goes to special teams coordinator Brian Mason. All right, left play of the year. You got Lindsey's catch against him. You got the pick six against Clemson. You got Michael Mayer's record breaking touchdown against Clemson. That's some really good nominees. Who you who you rolling with for play of the year? I might have to give it to Lindsay for a shock value and the fact that, you know, that's how amazing our receivers, our receivers had to play to get touchdowns this year. They had to make top 10, number one spot on ESPN. That's how much of a struggle it was to get some action on that outside and how hard it was. So yeah. commend Braden Lindsay as a senior, making an impact his last year. Braden Lindsay, the 43 yard touchdown pass. All types of he talked about his release package. We didn't know he was gonna be a magician with his hands during the season to get a touchdown pass, but that's what he was able to do against the midfield with Drew Pine. Uh, underthrowing him when he was 100 yards ahead of the DB, as Tommy Reese says. He gets the first initial lefty award for play of the year. This gets interesting, left. Loss of the year. Loss of the year. The first initial loss of the year. Who does the lefty go to? Probably Stanford. I just think it was just such a uh, – Ill-advised loss and a loss that I'm not going to say, well, we didn't expect it, but it was just such a bad optic, you know, coming off of what we were coming off of. The Marshall was more of a shock, you know, but the Stanford was a egregious penalty because they were a rival and losing to both California teams in the season doesn't look great and we definitely didn't think it would be against Stanford especially on David Shaw's last time playing Notre Dame we let him get us at home and he was laughing at us he was was smirking on the sideline on his way to retirement so he he got us I don't think we'll ever get him back on that one so he probably knew it was the last time he was going to be playing Notre Dame too he was like I got these yeah I got him I got them boys Dang, that's probably the worst one. A lot of people would say probably say Marshall. 
They probably would. But that's Stanford game stunk. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's Stanford game. And it was at home and it was a night game. All right, so the first loss of the year. Lefty goes to Stanford, 16-14 loss at home, which prompted one of our nominees for the Rock the Mic. We'll get to that in a second. The win of the year, Left. The win of the year. The win of the year. You got North Carolina, you got Syracuse, you have Clemson, and you have Cal, which getting that first one was huge. I'll probably have to say that Clemson, because it was our Super Bowl, I mean, our recruiting Super Bowl, and uh, for us to win how we did was unexpected. But we made it happen. So um very proud of those boys uh, mm. for that one because I didn't know we would win by so many points. I knew it would take that many points to win, but I didn't assume we would do what we did on defense. So that was our best win for sure. All right. First annual. Lefty, for win of the year goes to the Clemson game. I can see people saying North Carolina. I can see them like in North Carolina. But we'll rock out with Clemson. Rock the Mike Award. This is going to be my favorite. This is going to be my favorite. Is it Braden Lindsay and his many anecdotes and stories about the quarterbacks at Notre Dame and his release packages? Will it be J.D. Bertrand, post-game Fiesta Bowl? We were prepared. We're going to come back in all season. We're going to work harder than any team. We're going to make sure when we get back in that position that we're going to be ready. Fantastic speech going into the offseason by J.D. Bertrand post-Fiesta Bowl. Will it be? Wait a minute. You know what? Let me just throw that in he there. He prepared right us really well. He had us ready for the high tempo. He had us ready. Like, it wasn't schematically. It was a little the little details of we missed tackles. We didn't win the 50-50 balls. Those little details, and we need to make sure we do that better, and it's on us. And going into the next season, I just want to make sure I focus on the fundamentals, the little things like finishing leverage tackles, not going one for one for blocks, just every little detail, just being able to enhance it. And then just being able to take that next step in leadership and be able to help this team become the team that we want to become. That's your boy. That's your boy. Who are you going to rock with, Les? You know, you had Houston Griffith. You know, I got to give it to our guy, Brayden Lindsey. I think he's given us the most consistency all season, giving us great content, mm-hmm. great, great numbers from us reviewing his epic interviews, giving us the real, the raw, and the truth about, you know, what was going on. Uh, and it's funny because he didn't get better uh through each interview, you would think you'd clean it up the next one, but it just kept getting better. And so hopefully uh, he ends the year with an interview. We get to see how he finishes at Notre Dame. But, I mean, he definitely was dropping bombs all season, loved it. And uh, I don't know if we'll have another one. Man, look, 
just for you saying that, we're going to go ahead. We're going to decide which Lindsay clip was the best this year. So, I mean, let's start off with Brayden Lindsay. Hey, what's your thoughts on uh, Tyler Buckley? Definitely got confidence on the field. Uh, I think that's uh, the biggest indicator of a good player when they're young. Um, he's definitely the best runner I've had as a quarterback uh, in college. Um, and I think, you know, it wasn't showcased as well, but he's got a good arm. And I think uh, as time goes on, he'll be able to make more uh, uh, smarter decisions as a passer. And that kind of comes to just experience. I mean, quarterback's the hardest position. There's a lot going on. So I, I think he's going to, you know, improve vastly. Yo, what about those release packages, Lee? Uh, well, this is the fastest I've ever felt. Um, so, I, you know, I, I'm always going to feel the most confident in my speed. Um, more than anything, I, I feel uh, most confident in kind of the, my release packages more so now than in the past. Um, I kind of, you know, I want press that plays to my advantage and, you know, being able to be technical at the line and then being able to use my speed. Um, it's a huge advantage to myself. It's not something that I've had in my arsenal as much in the past, whether it be my legs or my arms, whatever the issue is, or whether it be just lack of overall technique. Um, but now, so I, I feel that, you know, playing at the line of scrimmage with the DB plays to my advantage because if I beat him at the line, I, I feel very few, if any, can run with me. That's a tough one. I don't know. <laughs> That one was just too classy. Too classy. It told That's too classic. much of the truth at the same time. It was hilarious. Definitely got to go with Brady Lindsay giving the classic, uh, classic speech right there, man. We agree with you, Joe Easton. It's got to be the release packages. It's got to be. He was just. First annual Rock the Mic Award, the lefty. It is Brady Lindsay and release packages. That's classic. That's classic, bro. Dude, I'm going to play that every year. Yeah, you're going to have to. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, you know, dude, we're playing that clip every year. Because it was so authentic, but it was so mis mis mistimed. It's like you're this old, finally saying, if I get pressed against a, a DB, I, I don't think anybody can. Like, man, you didn't know this already? Dude, that's the greatest, man. That is. Thank goodness, Chancey. Chancey probably need to play that every day you walk in the office. That's what I had coming in. That's what I had coming in. Guys being like, I didn't even know. <laughs> Kurt Roberts said, I'm changing my vote speech for Lindsay. Absolutely, man. Dude. Lucky Lefty Podcast. We do it for the culture, man. We have fun on this show. It's for the culture Friday. Next Friday, yo, we'll be talking more about the game, digging yep. in. So it's like, yo, we got to get these awards out of the way now. We have to get the awards out of the way now. That's why we did it today. Thank you for supporting us, man. Thank you for keeping our creative juices going and always wanting to bring you something fresh and new in the first edition of The Lefties. Right here, the Lefty Awards right here on the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Go to YouTube. Subscribe to the Lucky Lefty Podcast channel. Hit the notification bell. Smash that like button for us. CFB Nation, 
Apple Spotify, Apple Podcast, Spotify, in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. Go check out all of our great content. Our guy, John Garcia Jr., just dropped another great recruiting show last night. Another one. Check that out, along with the Lucky Lefty Podcast, over at CFB Nation. Leave five stars and your comments. We greatly appreciate it. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we spin it different. We're definitely going to send the lefties trophies out to all the winners, bro. Definitely. Yeah. Dude, we might have to do a lefty Brayden Lindsay t-shirt, dude, for that one, dude. Release. We got to do a release packages t-shirt, bro. Let's be, let's be authentic to the Lucky Lefty podcast because only you know. <laughs> only you know about the release packages. We talk so much about. <sighs> dude. Oh, man. Hey, somebody, Brian Lofton said, I should be get the rock the mic. When I called out Holly Rowe for saying Ohio State's defensive line was match be delicious. Holly Rowe had to be a great segment as well. That's probably speech of the year, too. We yeah. should have put her on there. We yeah. should have put her on there for Rock the Mic. We should have. Or Petty of the Year. You go all the way over there and just. In the car with her fruit, yeah. just salivating. Girl, are, you oh be, are you supposed to be doing that? Right. <laughs> I don't think that's what you're supposed to be doing. She probably's going back to her college days. That's yeah. she probably was on a whole nother wavelength. That was the problem. That's what it was. That's what it was. She wasn't <laughs> a profession at that time. Aeneas Williams makes a difficult decision tonight. Uh, he released his top ten about a month ago, and tonight he decides whether or not it's, in my opinion, it's going to be between Alabama and Notre Dame. A lot of people have him crystal ball to Notre Dame. And um, you watched his sophomore film, Left. You had an opportunity to talk about that on the show. But I want to give you an opportunity to look at the junior film that he yes. posted recently, a couple of weeks ago, and just talk about this young man. Let's see, Aeneas Williams, once again, kid out of Hannibal, Missouri. He's a dude. A dude. He's a dude. He's a flat-out dude. Four-star, in my opinion. Five-star. Here you go, left. Let me go ahead and share it with you. Let's get to it. Dang, 34 touchdowns. Good grief. In nine games, my brother. So far, great breakaway speed. That's what you love to see from guys for the next level. Can you separate in open space? He's a powerful runner. Yeah, he's definitely a power back type of runner. Powerful runner. Another Toby Gerhardt type of recruit. I can dig that. He's That's a good call on the Gerhardt running style. Oh, yeah, we've talked about him. He's definitely not shifty. As much as he is just hard to tackle, and he's fast, so he's probably a lot faster than defenders are going to give him credit for. 
Uh, he, he reminds me a lot about the running back that we played that I told you about in the in the championship game. Yeah. Where it's, it's almost a, a hate crime. He don't have no offers from everywhere around the country because he's dynamic just like this. It's like he's deceptively fast and deceptively hard to tackle because he doesn't give you a lot of wiggle, but he's strong, so you're not finna just arm tackle him either. And he's got enough of a football knack that he can make plays like this and and just and just be an X factor in the game. This is the type of player that's a great recruit. Uh different than a Rico Flores who's plays a little bit everywhere, but he's a great recruit because you can really have that this kind of effect in the game where you can make it challenging for defenses to prepare for a guy like this cuz he can catch the ball He's obviously hard to tackle. He's a great instinctual player. You can put him in multiple spots, and he's a overall mismatch problem. He's big like a running back, but he's kind of like a tight end in the receiver game, but he's shifty like a skilled player on the outside. So he's going to be a great addition, and he's uh, got the right uh, makeup that I think Tommy Reese would love to be able to use as a utility guy in offense, not like a Taysom Hill, but more like a Toby Gerhardt, Christian McCaffrey type of hybrid. Like you said, four-star sometime. Some people have him as a five-star running back, number one running back in the nation out of Hannibal, Missouri, already the all-time leading rusher in Missouri State history. He's just one of those do-it-all type of guys, man, like – a guy that you got to have on your team and he can audition just like uh, our guy Hillman that committed. There's going to be position coaches fighting over him uh, to play multiple spots. He might even see him on some defense with Drake Bowen back there just because he could do it, you know, and I think uh, special teams is going to be great for him starting out with Brian, uh, Brian Mason, but uh, this is a kid you got to get on the field day one. You know, I think he's one of those type of players because he's going to get uh, he's going to get bigger. But I think he has a lot of football instinct that can be ready to play uh, in a maturity that's ready to play right away. Yeah, you have to love the kid. Once again, he's already 24 classes already rated. Number one, they did lose Brandon Davis Swain. who was a top 50 kid. But this kid is a top 100 kid. Uh, ranked as the number one running back in the nation currently. He's just a great kid. Great relationship with Cam Williams. Great relationship with C.J. Carr. I think during the season, he showed up Notre Dame for three games. So that lets you know everything. As a 24 kid and a non-commit, he was there three times. So once again, Aeneas Williams makes his decision tonight. 6 o'clock p.m., I believe, Central Time. 6 o'clock p.m. Central Time, there will be a stream going. So look for that, Irish fans. Looks good. It's the 24 class, and it's not here to uh, make you feel better about anything that's going on in the 23 class, but you keep stacking class after class. You stay in the fight. You know, I liken what Notre Dame is doing right now to the first Rocky. Yeah. Right? You get in there with Apollo Creed, and you might not win it the first time, but you let them know, I'm here. And then you come back the second time, and you finally take them down. And that's what they're looking to do on the recruiting standpoint in 24. Okay, 
we lost some big guys in the 23 class at the end, but we're going to come back and swing again. We're not going anywhere. We're going to fight. That's what we do. And that's why I said on the title of the show on YouTube, look, we keep fighting. That's what Marcus Freeman does. You lose, all right, cool. It's almost like any other heavyweight fight. There's no way to beat a heavyweight unless you're willing to take a punch. You got to be willing to take a punch to get on the inside and deliver blows. And that's what Marcus Freeman and his staff, that's what they had to do to get to the point to be able to battle with the elites. They had to be willing to take some punches this season. And now they've taken the punches and they'll be fine. And they'll come back and they'll build on that in the 24 class. It is what it is. National signing day next Wednesday. We'll see what the class looks like at the finish line. But make no mistake, the last three classes that Brian Kelly had and where they were ranked was a clear picture that things were declining from a recruiting standpoint with Notre Dame. And the POV across the nation was not good. Change was needed. Change is here. And his name is Marcus Freeman. And regardless of how things could have been, be grateful for what things are going to be next Wednesday and continue to be in 2024. Things are looking really good. That's all I have to say. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation. You already know. We spin it different. Left, as a conversation we need to have. Okay. And, you know, we talked about this, and then we had one of our listeners send us this video, and it was Josh Pate, who does a great job, 24-7. And he talked about NIL, and we had talked about it kind of along the same lines. But these were his thoughts, and then I'll let you talk about it the big dogs, some of the established programs in this country are not paying unproven kids untold amounts of money. There may be rare exceptions. Quarterback obviously is chief among them. They're going to spend money on quarterbacks. They are not paying 800 grand to an offensive tackle. They're just not. They are not going to do it. And there may be another program out there that does do it. And you got a choice to make. Do you want to go somewhere where you get the immediate money and it's questionable? whether you'll get developed, or do you want to go to a place that has a long and established track record of developing your position, knowing that, number one, your NIL earnings potential is going to peak the moment you step on that campus, and especially the moment you play for that team. And number two, there's this other NIL thing. It's called the NFL. Those are the three letters you really need to be concerned about. And some of these programs may not offer you a great big NIL bag before you've played a down for them out of high school, but what they do offer is eventually some lucrative NIL opportunities and NFL opportunities. Now, someone's going to ignorantly come into comments and say, that's foolish. The NFL could find you anywhere. If you can play, the NFL will find you. I never said they wouldn't, friend. There's a big difference in being drafted in the sixth round and late in the first round. And the fact of the matter, and this is inarguable, is the program you go to has a very, very disproportionate impact sometimes on how draftable you end up being. Translation, if I am an offensive guard, there are certain programs out there I could go to and do everything in my power 
take care of every bit of business on my end, and I still get underdeveloped. Whereas if I went to the school down the road, I put forth the same performance. They're just better at developing me. I just made life-changing money. Maybe school A was going to offer me 110 grand in NIL coming out of high school. Maybe school B said, suck it up and earn it. What was the right decision for me? Yo, that's the ultimate decision that kids are making right now and kids are going to be making in the 24 class. Unfortunately, that's going to be it. That's where it ends. Because the wild, wild west, as we know it in NIL and the landscape that exists now, is done. It's done. It's done. And we'll get to that. But what are your thoughts on what he had to say? Well, I think he made a lot of sense. Uh, the most valued positions are definitely the quarterback and the edge rusher which is worth paying for because they directly impact every snap uh, that they're on the field. I think that for the other rest of the positions, is no different than NFL. Uh, what have you done for me lately? Mm-hmm. I think guys can earn lucrative opportunities, but I think the Nico Imovalida experience is going to be interesting. The Malachi Nelson experience is going to be interesting because they got some great deals. But if you look at a guy like CJ, CJ Stroud didn't get his deals till after that amazing season he had after Utah, a guy that's been there two or three years, so well-deserving. See some success stories like Bryce, get all the deals he did, but the next season won the Heisman. So there's definitely a a meeting of the minds on how companies want to go about giving you the money, but I definitely think that the – uh, the wild, wild west aspect of, you know, th- these three techs or middle linebackers getting these amazing bags. I think to some extent, unless you're elite, elitely talented, um, then it, it definitely is going to be back to uh, the standard top 5% of college football really exposed, uh, exploring these top NIL deals. And you'll get some trickle fallout from guys throughout college football as the time goes on, but it'll be more so uh, guys that are already at school, not guys going into school. Yeah. Look, if you looked at the recruiting board, he had the recruiting rankings behind him. And see, this is what people don't realize. The only new guest at the party on that list was Notre Dame. The top 10 was the exact same, whether it's pre-NIL or NIL. Nothing has changed. Nothing. It's the same characters. Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, LSU, the same teams that are always in the top 10 are still in the top 10 with NIL. Same. The only new team that was welcome to the party on that list was Notre Dame in number three. That's the new team. And they made that move without giving a bunch of money to kids. Nothing's changed. The NIL hasn't changed anything. Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State are going to do their thing because they were doing their thing under the table. This is nothing new. Matter of fact, they don't want to do it legally. They would prefer to do it the old way. Yeah. Because to open it up and let it 
allowing it to be the wild, wild west, allow someone like Deion Sanders to come in and do what he did. And they don't want that. No. They don't feel like Colorado has earned the right to be able to do that. So now they're like, let's fix this up real quick. That's right. Let's fix this up. So I have the opportunity left. After we did yesterday's show, we always look at the comments. Great comments. We love LL Nation, man. We love some them. People, yeah, some people were upset. They felt like we were underrating NIL. And uh, when we predicted that the Wild Wild West was over, And in doing so, I sat back and I happened to see a gentleman named Tom McMillan on the Paul Tom Fine. McMillan. Tom McMillan on the he was a guest on the Paul Fine Bomb Show, and he was also a guest on Big Ten Radio this morning. So I got a chance to hear him twice. Who is Tom McMillan? He is the CEO of Lead One Association. You can go to leadoneassociation.com. There's tons of information about NIL legislation and what's been happening in the last two years in the background. He served three terms as a member of Congress. He's a Rhodes Scholar. Check this out. He's an 11 year NBA veteran, bro. And an Olympian and a college All-American. And he's raised two kids that are student athletes. Why is that important? I had to give you his background so you can respect what he said. What I pulled, let me, these are my notes from his two interviews. First, he's right in line with the new president, Mr. Baker, the new president, when he says NIL will be handled. He didn't say might be or we're working to, his exact words. NIL will be handled before CFP expansion. When is the playoffs expand? Next year. 24 season. What did I tell kids yesterday? 23 and 24 class? That's it. That's it. That's, the, that's it. It's over. Cut off. I said that yesterday. I said that yesterday. It's a wrap. It's not going to be the same. Now, the rest of things as far as NIL that might come, it might take three or four years. Exact words, NIL will be handled before CFP expansion. It's top of the list. Second note, remember he's a three-term member of Congress. Lawmakers are upset with the current state of NIL. Why does that matter, Left? Because there is, no, there is no university that operates without government assistance, whether it's federal or state. These aren't schools that are just, I know you see them making a bunch of revenue, football program, yeah, but all of the other stuff that runs, federal and state funding. Mm. All universities need the government. Why do you think Notre Dame has a relationship with the academies so that they can have a relationship with the government? Mm -hmm. Come on. Yeah, come on. We got to go line upon line. Mm -hmm. Hear what he's saying. Lawmakers are upset. You broke that down right there. Lawmakers are upset. They're not happy. Now, here is where the issue comes in and where there's going to be a back and forth, and we don't know ultimately how it's going to play out. 
The same day that the announcement of the new president was made, his company, which by the way, if you ask who is Lead One Association, well, let me read you who they are. Lead One founded in 1996 and formerly the Division One Athletic Directors Association represents the athletic directors of the 131 members universities of the football subdivision, which is the FBS, that encompasses mm. 42 states, 55,000 student athletes, and more than 25,000 athletic administrators. What's the mission statement? Key to lead one's mission is advocating on policy facing NCAA Division I FBS athletic departments, promoting consensus amongst FBS athletic directors, and providing valuable services to member schools, all dedicated towards supporting the success of student athletes and future of college sports. Lead One has been given seminars having meetings and developing legislation and giving recommendations to Congress and the NCAA in the background for the last two years. So y'all thought the NCAA was just chilling. No, they were getting all their ducks in a row and they were chumming up with Congress to say, okay, we might not be able to overturn the ruling, but I'll tell you what's not going to happen. It won't be the wild, wild west when we expand. That's right. See, all sports is in bed with Congress. Major League Baseball, NFL, NHL, whether it's antitrust exemptions, making sure they get TIF money for buildings, stadiums, which, by the way, if you think universities are just taking all of their funds to build all of these grand buildings and stadiums, if you think Northwestern raises enough money and revenue with that football program to build that brand new stadium, no, sir. TIF money from the state of Illinois, donations, right. federal funding. They're all in bed with the government. Others people's money. So things are about to happen. And they're telling you, young men in high school, it's a wrap. Jigs up. Let me give you the recommendations that have already been made by Lead One Association. They have already recommended that there be a national body that deals with NIL and NIL only. Okay. They also believe that it needs to be a national body that represents the FBS college football side. The basketball side has one leader. His name is Dan Gavitt. They want the same model for football. One leader that is the liaison between the NCAA, government, presidents, and athletic directors. And he will lead the way in legislation moving forward. Now, this is the issue and the battle that's going to take place over the next year. And you have to pay attention to this. Republicans want a national NIL governing body they want one uniform set of rules, and they want the focus of the money to be on players that are currently on the roster. Mm. Nothing was said about high school kids. The Democrats, they want unionization, and they want revenue sharing. Mm. 
particularly aimed at the TV deals. Mm. Would, yeah, I wouldn't be in my homework. Because I didn't just leave it at what I said yesterday. I'm going to back okay. it up. I'm going to back it up with the people that have been behind the scenes putting in the work. So everybody's screaming about what Notre Dame needs to do. Wait a minute. Hold on. See, this is why Jack Swarbrick did what he did. Because the organization, what did I just read again? Let me read this part again. Who are they? Who are the they? <laughs> that has been laying the foundation for NIL legislation to move forward. They are a company started in 1996, formerly the Division I Athletic Directors Association. Let me say that again. They were formerly the Division 1A Athletic Directors Association, and they represent the athletic directors of the 131 member universities of FBS. What is Jack Swarbrick at Notre Dame? What is he? The liaison between all things. He's the athletic director. That's right. Which means he had knowledge of what was going on in the background. Of course. This is real simple. This is real simple. What did Josh Pate just tell you? These big time schools aren't paying all of this money y'all think they are. Why? Because they know what's coming. They know what's coming. So why everybody's screaming about what Notre Dame needs to do, this and that. Don't worry. This will be over real soon. We're ahead of the curve, no. guys. Period. Regardless of whether or not it's the Republican model or the Democratic model, guess what wasn't mentioned on either side? High school kids. High school kids. NIL will be handled before CFP expansion. The Wild Wild West is over. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Don't be mad at me. I'm just delivering the truth of what was said by the man that represents athletic directors at, that has been behind the scenes recommending legislation. He said he was on Capitol Hill last week oh. talking to legislators before Charlie Baker was made official. See, Charlie Baker was voted in months ago. Yeah. They knew Charlie Baker was to do months ago. They just announced it yesterday. See, all of this has been happening behind the scenes. When we thought the NCAA was just not doing anything. They didn't know no. what to do. No, they knew what to do. The Empire Strikes Back, my friends. The sequel. This is, yeah, this is the sequel to NIL. The Empire is getting ready to strike back. How they do it? It's once again, like anything else in this country, it's going to party lines. It's going to be along party lines. But you best believe before this mega TV money with the CFP expansion has to be divvied up, they're going to find a way to come to a happy medium. Yeah, they're going to find a way to get it done. Oh, yeah, they're going to find a way. They're going to find a way to come to a happy medium. Now, Long term, it's probably going to take about three to four years to get everything. Everything. Regulation is going to, have to come down hard. If yes. you it's going to take about three to four years to get everything, all the ducks in a row. But what's going to be taken care of immediately? Not my words. Mr. Baker said it on Good Morning America yesterday. 
And here you have the representative of the athletic directors, all 131 of them that's been in the background making recommendations for the last two years, telling you NIL will be handled. Don't get mad at us for speaking the truth. Don't get mad at us for telling you what Jack Swarbrick is doing. Don't get mad at us for telling you that Marcus Freeman is going to keep swinging even though he doesn't have the same weaponry, don't get mad at us. We're just telling you the truth. That's what we do. We keep it funky. But one thing we know for sure, NIL Wild Wild West is done. So these 24 kids and the 23 kids that are still left, hey, go get your bag. Go bag up. Nickel, dime bag, with a quarter, ounce, whatever it is, bag it up. Whatever bag you got to get, get it. 23 and 24. And unfortunately, the young men coming after that class, man, I'm sorry. They messed it up for everyone. You're back to loving that tradition and fight song and all that. (laughs) They messed it up for everyone. Transfer portal is within their sights as well. I think one of the things I saw, if you go to Lee One, oh man, I advise everybody to go to LeeOneAssociation.com. It's a lot, a lot of great information there about what they've been doing behind the scenes. They also have legislation because they were on the NCAA side of the legislation when the NIL case was being argued in front of the Supreme Court. They were on the side, they were helping the NCAA trying to figure things yes. out. So uh, they're very lead one is very involved in this entire process. There is something about a waiver of the fifth year thing that they have that's on the website. I didn't dig into it too much, but they have legislation geared towards the transfer portal and also that uh fifth year thing, giving kids wow. you know the waiver rights. So lead one association, as a matter of fact. The show he was on earlier, they said they were going to replay his interview. That was Big Ten Radio on Sirius XM. He was on today, and then he was on the Paul Feinbaum show on yesterday. And Paul Feinbaum was, like, critical because he felt like, I don't see anything changing. And from a recruiting standpoint, I agree. Because, like, you just saw with Josh Payton, it's the same teams. Yeah. It's the exact same teams. Money, recruiting, nothing has changed. Nothing will change. The only thing that happened, Marcus Freeman showed up and Notre Dame entered that picture. That's what changed. That's all that changed. Step up because we got Marcus Freeman for sure. Absolutely. Lucky Lefty Podcast. We appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for supporting us, man. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CFB Nation. Man, go download, support. Download. We appreciate everything. You guys, man our, man, our downloads continue to increase on a weekly, man, on a daily basis. It's all because of you. It's all because of you, LL Nation. We greatly appreciate you. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Be happy. You're probably going to pick up another great player in the 24 class that's already ranked number one. Yo, be ecstatic. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know. We everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why 
What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Left. I enjoyed that Ab Soul album, my brother. Oh, hell yeah. I'm listening to it now. Yes, sir. Uh, he's got a lot of great features on there, but it's just the lyrics or the lyricism of the album. That's why I love Absol so much, man. Black hippies all day. Shout out Absol. It's yeah. gonna be my weekend for sure. Yeah, but look, I love Big Sean got loose on the album. You said that, but I don't know. And I really said, don't. And I'm not even a Big Sean dude like that. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? So like, when I say somebody gets loose, and I'm really not rocking with them like that, I'm like, okay. It is coming. All right, right. You already know what time it is, left. Petticoat, 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 junction. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the petticoat junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic petty junction? Petty Johnson, Petty Story today brought to you by Nora Whiskey at norawhiskey.com. That premium American whiskey on norawhiskey.com. Hey, you know, Notre Dame is facing off against South Carolina. And uh, Shane Beamer is the head coach of the Gamecocks. And um, he's done a pretty good job with that squad. And uh, he just hired, hired a new offensive coordinator that might be familiar to Chicago Bears fans. They probably, uh, don't have glowing things to say about him. Dow Lawless is the new uh, offensive coordinator for South Carolina. And uh, Shane Beamer got a little petty with the media when they questioned his hiring. Early, everybody that wants to critique every hire that we make here, I'm sure you guys knew that Dow Loggins turned down a coordinator job in the SEC last year, correct? Everybody knew that, right? I'm sure you guys know that I'm the fourth SEC head coach that's reached out to him in the last two weeks about coming to work for him. So we were fortunate to hire Dow Loggins because there were a lot of other people that were interested in hiring Dow Loggins as well. I'm sure you guys reached out to Bill Parcells, who Dow worked for. Anybody? I'm sure the people on the outside, all the experts on social media, I'm sure they called Sean Payton, arguably one of the greatest NFL coaches of all time. Uh, to talk to Sean Payton about Dow. I'm sure you reached out to Kyle Shanahan, the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. All those guys are guys that Dow worked for. Did you call 
Connor Shaw, Alshon Jeffrey, coached out Dow coached Alshon Jeffrey with the Chicago Bears. And he sucked. And I'll keep my conversation with Alshon private, but it was pretty dang important, pretty dang special what he told me. I talked to John Fox, Alex former Brown. head coach of the yeah. Carolina Panthers, Chicago Bears, Denver Broncos about Dow. Clyde Christensen, current quarterbacks coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Sylvester Kroom, longtime NFL coach who just went into the Hall of Fame <clears throat> for college football last week. James Franklin, current head coach at Penn State. Stan Drayton, current head coach at Temple University. All people that he worked with or Dow was the coordinator for. So we hired a big time coach and couldn't be more excited about hiring uh, Dow and the text messages that I got from people that he's worked with or coached over the last however many years in the NFL uh, validate that for sure. Look, man, I speak for all Bears fans. I don't know what he's talking about. Alshon Jeffrey was big cap. <laughs> he's talking about that dude glowing. And Bears yeah. fans would tell you flat out, that dude might have been one of the worst offensive coordinators in the history of the Chicago Bears. Awful. Shane oh, Beamer, look, you hired him, that's cool. Rock out and defend your guy. But if you defend him like he actually did something for come you. On, man. You throwing Alshon Jeffrey up in there. Alshon Jeffrey was capping. Big time. Cap. I had to throw him on a petty train because he was being petty going after the media. Dude, they have a reason to question this dude. Look at his resume. I don't care who has talked to him. Look at his resume. He got too long of a track record that he stayed anywhere. Man, thank you for the super chat, Adam Shipley. Man, hit that like. Should be 300 likes in here. We appreciate you, Adam. Andrew Rose, thank you for the super chat. The hiring of Charlie Baker signifies there will be changes coming. Absolutely. Some sooner than others. I think it's going to be a three to four year process for everything, though. For everything. Yeah. Mike Nolan, the other way you guys spin it positive for Culture Friday. Have to believe the culture ND and what Marcus is building means more than anyone recruit and caving to using NIL to buy guys. Man, we appreciate you guys so much. Have a great weekend. We might have a special show tonight for a few moments if things go the way we believe they go around six o'clock might chime in talk a little bit left enjoy your weekend out there in the good weather dude i'm i might get my snow plow out this morning oh man look come snowbird over here snowbird yeah man you know to everybody man have a great weekend a great friday but most of all make sure that you spend it different Oh, 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 oh,